0: Hey, welcome back to A Local Church Podcast. I'm Pastor Ryan. This is Noah Gartman. Let's get to it! Psalm 10 Why, O Lord, do you stand far away? Why do you hide yourself in times of trouble? In arrogance, the wicked hotly pursue the poor. Let them be caught in the schemes that they have devised. For the wicked boasts of the desires of his soul, and the one greedy for gain curses and renounces the Lord. In pride of his face, the wicked does not seek him. All his thoughts are, there is no God. His ways prosper at all times. Your judgments are on high, out of his sight. As for all his foes, he puffs at them. He says in his heart, I shall not be moved. Throughout all generations, I shall not meet adversity. His mouth is filled with cursing and deceit and oppression. Under his tongue are mischief and iniquity. He sits in ambush in the villages. In hiding places he murders the innocent. His eyes stealthily watch for the helpless. He lurks in ambush like a lion in his thicket. He lurks that he may seize the poor. He seizes the poor when he draws him into his net. The helpless are crushed, sink down, and fall by his might. He says in his heart, God has forgotten. He has hidden his face. He will never see it. Arise, O Lord, O God, lift up your hand. Forget not the afflicted. Why does the wicked renounce God and say in his heart, you will not call to account? But you do see, for you note mischief and vexation, that you may take it into your hands. To you the helpless commits himself. You have been the helper of the fatherless. Break the arm of the wicked and evildoer. Call his wickedness to account till you find none. The Lord is king forever, and the nations perish from his land. O Lord, you hear the desire of the afflicted. You will strengthen their heart. You will incline your ear to do justice to the fatherless and the oppressed, so that man who is of the earth may strike terror no more.
1: Hey, Pastor Ryan, thank you for reading Psalm 10. No problem.
0: Hey. A couple things stand out, right? You were going to say that. Go ahead.
1: Hey, a couple things stand <laughs> out.
0: <laughs> uh, it's true. Uh, so I saw in this psalm uh, that the evildoer, right? So the psalmist is writing about the oppression, the evildoer, right? Lurking around the earth, uh, oppressing the poor, taking advantage of other people. But they say a several things uh, in this uh, psalm that's interesting. Uh, and, and we're going to talk about it. The first thing is, The wicked says there is no God, right? Uh, They say, I shall not be moved. Uh, The God has forgotten. He's not going to give an account. Uh, It really stands out to me. It's talking about the evildoer, right? The one who oppresses, the one who does evil on others. But we can see this just in our culture that there are people who live their life that there is no day of judgment. There is no accounting to a God, right? There is no uh, God who's going to... uh, avenge, right, the poor, avenge mm-hmm. the oppressed, right? There's not a God who's going to do something to me so that I can, you know, YOLO, you know, I can do whatever <laughs> I want you know, right now, and there's not going to be an accounting one day. Yeah. That stands out to me and just in this psalm. Yeah,
1: and just from the perspective of the psalmist, in verse 1 he asked the question, Why, O Lord, do you stand far away? Why do you hide yourself in times of trouble? And the rest of the psalm it's kind of a response to that, that those questions, right? where is god there mm. are wicked people all around they're living like there is no god and they're not being repaid for their evil yeah so what's going on um and then the end of the psalm i think is kind of like after all of this pondering all of this wondering all of these thoughts um kind of the final answer right what's the final countdown yeah. yeah yeah what's the final so answer it's it's like This is the answer to the question. So where is God in all of these times? Yeah. Verse 16. The Lord, Yahweh, is king forever and ever. The nations perish from his land. O Lord, you hear the desire of the afflicted. You will strengthen their heart. You will incline your ear to do justice to the fatherless and the oppressed so that man who is of the earth may strike terror no more. So even when it seems like. God is absent, right? Yeah. Like God is just watching everyone, uh, crawl around like, like ants on an ant heel, right? Sure. (laughs) He's just watching us. Um, the Lord is King forever and ever. Right. And not only is he over all things and watching all things happen, but like he's involved, um, and he will do, he will exercise justice.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, As believers, right? So this is a Christian podcast. Uh, If you're listening to this, if you're not a Christian, welcome to the podcast. Uh, Uh This is a Christian podcast. So from a Christian perspective, we live our lives or we should live our lives in such a way that there is a day coming, right? Where Jesus comes back. He judges the living and the dead. We will stand before God and give an accounting of our life. Mm. Um, If you are in Christ, there is no condemnation, right? You're giving an account for the things that you've did, things that you've done. But if you are not in Christ, there is judgment. There is a judgment day coming uh, where you'll stand face to face with God. And it's a day that you don't want to be on the wrong side. Mm. Um, but only God is the one that can move you in your heart, that can change you, that can push you back towards his son, Jesus. Uh, so today we got a lot of stuff to talk about. A I've lot. Got, I've got a lot of stuff to talk about. Oof. Uh, so, But let's, let's start with um, something I saw on the intranet's. Internet, the world wide web it's, it's www if you didn't know that is that word. what that stands for world wide web what does whatever.
1: http stand
0: for uh so here we go <laughs> uh i saw a a meme a picture it's really not a meme it's really a quote um uh this this week and i really want to kind of unpack it a little bit i don't know the author personally i don't know you know um you know his backstory things like that i know uh the last name is it's popular i won't share that here but the quote was this The church that pursues unity for unity's sake will never be unified or never find unity, but the church that pursues God will be unified. Mm. What do you think about that? It's deep. Yeah, that is deep. Let's just talk about that a little bit before we jump into the next topic. Yeah. So we're called to be unified, right? We're called to be peacemakers. We're called to find peace and all that kind of thing. Um, But what about... Like if I try to pursue unity in the way that I think unity should be and you try to pursue unity in the way that you think unity should be, you know, evident, are we going to be unified?
1: Mm, If we're just pursuing unity for unity's sake and just saying, hey, we got to be together and agree on things, then, you know, that's not going to do much because we're going to have different opinions um, on even what unity should look like. And uh it's gonna cause cause some issues.
0: Yeah, it'll it'll there
1: there will be issues. Yeah. Um I'm thoughtful of uh Acts chapter four. Okay. Right? Uh where we read that the early church, the believers had everything in common, right? And we see that verse and we're like, Okay, did they really have everything in common?
0: Yeah, yeah, right? like robots. Are they robots? Are they robots?
1: Know. Do like do they listen to the same type of music? Do they all dress the same? Um, like at, do they all have the same haircut like <laughs> yeah. in North Korea? Yeah. Like, what's the deal? Ooh,
0: and what haircut would it be? Would it be like the bowl cut? Uh, I'm imagining, you know, this robotic people with the bowl. Whatever. That's not the point. Go ahead.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So we read that they have all things in common. Yes. Do they really have all things in common? Well, you got to read that verse in context. And what we see is that they are a, a church centered around the gospel and sharing the gospel. Yeah. Right. They are a church on mission together, and in centering on the gospel and uh, on their purpose of going and making disciples, um, in that they had all things in common.
0: Yeah. yeah. So here's the here's the original quote. I, I I kind of paraphrased it. Yeah. Um. It's I saw it on Crossway. Right. Crossway was the one who posted it. Mm, nice. uh, on their social medias. Uh, but it's from Dane Ortland. Oh. Uh, you heard the name. You heard the last name probably. Yeah. Um. It the the original quote says unity comes from the Lord. That is not from pursuing unity itself, but from pursuing God. Oh yeah. Right. So uh like the Acts uh chapter, what were they doing? What were some of the things they were doing? They uh, were
1: they were selling their possessions. Yeah. They were giving to the poor. Were they they de- were gathering, devoting themselves yeah. to, to prayer, to the apostles teaching, um, to the Lord's Supper. They were eating together, um and just doing life together.
0: Yeah, they the I heard uh, sinclair ferguson sinclair ferguson. preach uh, a sermon on well this passage was in kind of the the topic of the church gathering right yeah uh, should i belong to a church that kind of thing um and he used this text acts chapter 2 42 through 47 and he says that word devoted it's almost like a fanatical uh drive right they were they were driven to meet together they were driven uh to hearing the word they were driven to prayer they were driven to fellowship They were driven to shelling their possessions and taking care of one another. Mm -hmm. Are we driven today? Mm. I mean, we like the word unity. We like the word peace. And we all try to pursue those things in different ways. But are we so driven as a church that nothing will stop me from gathering with fellow believers? That nothing will stop me from gathering to hearing his word preached. And nothing will stop me from praying with fellow believers. I mean, the church has the same Holy Spirit today as it did in Acts chapter 2. What's the difference? Mm. I mean, is it just because, Oh, well now we have cell phones. I'm distracted. Or is it like, Oh, there's, they, but they weren't as busy as we are. They, they didn't have lives like we do. They were, they were like, uh, uh, they were, a, uh, an agrarian, agrarian, a gr- gr- agrarian a gr- 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 society.
1: Agrarian. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the, yeah, sure. the, the,
0: the, they didn't have the things that we do. <laughs> I, I want to call, uh, they were just as busy as we were. Mm-hmm. In fact, they were dying for their faith mm. in biblical times, and we say, "Well, gas prices are so high. I don't, I don't want to get out tonight. So I'm not, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna gather." Wow. Yeah, so that deserves a choir, a she's choir. Sheesh. <laughs> Man, those gas prices, though. But I mean, sheesh. I, and I don't want to come off as like this higher, high mighty, you know, pastor who's like, "You're not showing up because you're not a Christian." It's not what I'm saying. We have to individually say, what's the priority in my life, right? Mm. Is it devoting myself to gathering with other believers? Is it my devoting myself to hearing the word? Is it, I mean, that's a one-on-one thing, right? Mm. You've got to go to the Lord and say, am I where I'm supposed to be? Um, that's a conversation that only you and God can have. Yeah. yeah.
1: And it's like, I feel like all members and all leaders, uh, in a local church context, need to ask themselves the question and reflect on it and pray on it. Uh, like, what am I pursuing? Right? Uh, <laughs> I think a lot of times we gather as a as a church, uh, or we do things as a local church, and people kind of have their own. This is what I want to get out of it, right? Yeah. Sort of oh yeah thing. Okay.
0: Yeah. Uh, like a Walmart. Like, hey, I'm gonna go to Walmart. <laughs> I'm gonna
1: buy what I want to buy. I want to yeah. get out of there, right? Yeah. yeah. Okay. So, like, what's your reason for being? a part of a local church why are you a member of a local church what's the purpose what are you pursuing yeah, yeah um thoughts on that
0: yeah um if you are a believer you should belong to a local church there is no if and or but there's no like mm. well church is like an institution of man and i don't want to really be in the- i mean you hear that even today like i
1: can like, follow god and not be a member of a local yeah, church that's, i mean
0: you hear that a lot like hey i can i can love jesus and not be a part of a church yeah you can love jesus yeah. uh, but you're not gonna know what that looks like mm. um, apart from a local community it's more than just like oh i want to i don't want to be a member and all that kind of just forget all that stuff <laughs> look at the garden when god created adam what did he say about adam that it was not good for it him it wasn't to be alone. good for him <laughs> to be alone like this isn't just in the marriage context. This is in like life context. Yeah. If I belong to Christ, if I place my faith in Christ, it is not good for me to be alone. Right. Mm. Think about what we do. you openly sin when you come to worship? Like nice. when we start to sing a song, do you like, hey, time out, I'm going to do this sin right here for everybody. Yeah. Or do you sin when you're by yourself?
1: Uh, I I typically sin <laughs> when I'm by
0: myself. most people sin. And if we're honest, we sin. When nobody's around, yeah. when nobody's watching and all that kind of thing, it is not good for you to be alone. The Bible all throughout uh, the New Testament uh, says that we are to gather together to confess our sins to one another, right? Mm. Um, we're supposed to pray as a body. We're supposed to worship as a body. Now, can we do those things on our own? Absolutely. Yeah. But that should drive us more to want to be with our brothers and sisters who will encourage me when I fall down. Who will pick me up when I sin, who will point me back to Jesus. Um so yeah, that's
1: Yeah, right on. Quick and thoughts. Sorry, uh, that was like uh, a soapbox. No, you're good. An analogy that I've heard is uh, Pastor Ryan, I'd say that you and I are uh we're pretty tight. Would you would you agree? I think so. Yeah. <laughs> um and you are married, correct? Yes. yes. How long have you been married?
0: Uh, this will be twenty years this December. 20 years. So we're nineteen and, and some change right wow. now. Yeah. And
1: your wife's name is Robin. Robin a y. Markham. Yeah. Whatever. Uh wonderful lady, right? And I feel like I have a good relationship with Robin as well, right? We do youth ministry together um here in the local church. Uh we I mean, we I enjoy talking to Robin. Um would our relationship be the same, Pastor Ryan, if I did not like Robin.
0: right uh so yeah you're asking the wrong guy but no there would probably be some strain on the relationship if you were just openly opposed to my wife yes
1: and and i know you right i know that you love your wife you're devoted to your wife and she is like top priority in your in your life right um if i had beef with robin or i like refused to be in the same room as robin our relationship would not be the same right right um likewise the church is the bride of christ right you you can have a relationship uh with jesus you can you can pray you can read his word all of that stuff on your own uh but like if you don't have a healthy relationship with his bride like it's it's going to be different you know what i'm saying yeah yeah. so i like that that's good Thank you. No, that's, 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 that's really not, good. that's not my analogy. That's <laughs> I total, I don't know who I ripped that off of. That was probably hey, John Piper. No, super I'm just kidding. It would be good. <laughs> probably uh, Sinclair Ferguson.
0: Uh, it's, it's, is it's vitally important that, that believers uh, belong <laughs> to a local church. Even if you've been out of practice for a while, right? Yeah. COVID hurt two years of COVID. Like, Hey, stay at home, watch your church service online. And there's all kinds of opinions about that. We're not going to get into that unless you want to, but, um, it's time to come back. Come back home, right? Go find a local church that loves Jesus, that preaches the Bible, and that wants to push you to grow in your faith. Yeah. Um, yeah. What? Are you uh, okay. going to add something? Yeah,
1: This is a transition. Okay. All right. This is a transition. Transition. This is like a pivot. I like it. So there's this video that's kind of going viral. I think it is because I have seen it like 10 times in the last two days. Pop up on my Instagram and stuff. And you're
0: famous. I mean, you got like followers out the wazoo. No, not at all. Okay. But anyway, what's the video?
1: The video is a group of people attending a VR virtual reality church where it's it's, big. It's not real people, right? it's It's like little cartoon people like you're in sims have you ever played or yeah yeah. so
0: meta right it's the metaverse um
1: facebook's kind of pushing this yeah
0: there are virtual churches that they don't even have a building (laughs) they're only virtual
1: like you put on your vr headset yeah and you walk into this like minecraft looking building yeah and somebody's there and is like hello i am so happy that you are attending (laughs) vr church today yeah or meta church yeah uh um Is that the way of the future? (laughs) I'm going to
0: say that's not church. Uh, And if you're tempted to to say, hey, I'm just going to join this virtual church. That is not church. You're just Mm. playing a video game, pretending to be like you're part of a church. Um, And even if churches, churches are now trying to do this thing where they pop up and they just do virtual stuff. You got to just look at the Bible. What Mm. does acts look like? Are they? I mean, no. Did they have the technology to be virtual back then? No, but they wouldn't have forsaken gathering together right they just wouldn't it wouldn't even be on their mind it would be like foreign to them to be like i don't go to church (laughs) like i don't visit with my
1: church people yeah and i don't think i mean this is not the in our modern era we're not experiencing people who are like go to church that's a thing of the past i'm gonna put on my (laughs) vr headset and attend is
0: it coming i mean we're gonna be one of those like hey it's coming
1: but I, i think something that we see now is people who are like i i don't go to church um I watch sermons on YouTube, I yeah. turn on the TV in a local church has a, a TV cha- station that I that I watch I listen to a sermon on the radio, stuff like that. Um and I know people who do that for like health reasons. Yeah. But I also know people who do that and they call that church.
0: Yeah, I would just say, you know, look at look at scripture and and ask God uh, to impress on your heart, you know, the priority of gathering mm. with, with other believers. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, so as we talk about this, the church thing, we've been going through Nine Marks of Heavenly Church. Mm-hmm. And today is chapter six. Woo! Uh, it's a big chapter. It's uh, a biblical concern for discipleship and growth. Think about discipleship and growth in context of virtual reality or even just sitting on your couch watching church, you know, and singing. That's, that's good. Uh, but there's a, there's a, there's a lot of meat to this chapter. Uh, it's really good. It talks about uh, all of a lot of the things uh, that it speaks about, all the nine marks wrapped up. Uh, but I want to kind of read just a section for you, just get us kind of going about this. Um, it's similar to what we've been talking about already, but here we go. This is on page 182 of the book. It says, how then do we grow as Christians? Right. That's a big question for everybody. Mm-hmm. But what kind of church will cultivate such discipleship among its members? In one sense, that's what we're considering throughout this whole book, but how does each of the eight uh, other marks considered in this book affect our growth individually and corporately as Christians? I'm convinced that each one of these marks can contribute to our following Christ better for the spiritual health of the individual Christian, for the good of other Christians, for the health of the church as a whole, for the good of our witness to non-Christians and for the glory of God. Each one of these marks has a contribution to make. Um, And so, we talk about discipleship and growth, how would you grow uh, together with other believers in a virtual setting? I'm not sure that's possible, right? Uh, Discipleship can take many forms, right? We can do it one-on-one, just taking my brother or sister uh, to a coffee shop, talking, taking them to grocery shopping, watching them, watch me interact with my family, right? Those those are like discipleship aspects. There's also a discipleship aspect like, hey, let's read through a book of the Bible together, or let's talk about some of the, the basic doctrines of Christianity together. Um, I don't know how you do that virtually. I mean, other than it's just through text and we all know how text messages go. Like when you text somebody, it's like you can take it, you know, a million different ways, mm-hmm. but,
1: but yeah. Yeah. And I think uh, one of the most helpful little bits of advice that I've gotten uh, about discipleship as it relates to and pertains to the local church is that discipleship Ought not be just a program in your church. Ooh, right? Yeah. Discipleship shouldn't be a single program. Discipleship should just be like the work of the church. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Like that's what we do in all things. Um, is it okay if I recommend a resource real quick? Bring it. I'm gonna recommend a resource. Um, one of the best books that I've read on discipleship in the local church uh in a while is The Trellis and the Vine. The Ministry, Mind Shift That Changes Everything, and that is by Colin Marshall and Tony Payne. Um, The Trellis and the Vine is the name of the book. Um, and it just really does a, a good job of kind of uh thinking through what is the ministry of a local church, what okay. does the local church do, and how does discipleship fit in, right? Yeah. Um, really great book. Read it, check it out.
0: Yeah, we'll put the link in the, the description of the Ooh, podcast. Um, but let's fancy. let's keep going with the discipleship. Yeah. Um, where would you start? Mm. Right, like so. You're you kind of a the student ministry, you know, kind of aspect of it, but also just yeah. blanket. If you're trying to disciple a new believer, or you just want to start a discipleship group for anybody listening, you wanted to do this. Where would you know a start? And then I'll kind of jump in with where I would start. But oh, it'd probably okay. be pretty similar, but where would you start if you were like, hey, it could be a new believer you're discipling or it could just be a group. Uh, you want to get together with a bunch of guys and you're like, hey, let's, let's start a discipleship kind of group together. So I'm going to give you just like a launching pad, right? So yeah, I'll, thank I'll, you. Kinda, I'll give some <laughs> things first. Uh, but uh, first, open your life to the individual, right? Yeah. So when you when you wanted to start a discipleship group or even disciple you know another person, it's a personal thing, right? So it's, it's like you're going to open up your life. For them to see how you do life with Jesus, yeah. uh, like how you pray, how you read the Bible, uh, how you study the Bible, right? How you share your faith. I mean, it's discipleship isn't just a, like they said, it's not just a program that you do at a building somewhere. Yeah. It is like you're doing life with an individual. Um, and so it's, a, it's an as you go moment when Jesus and the disciples, hey, as you go, make disciples. Uh, and so I would start with, hey, here's how I interact with my family, right? Here's how we pray together. Here's how I read the Bible. Thing. Give them some tips like that. I would probably start through one of the Gospels together. Um, John's a really uh, a good one uh, to start with, with, with new believers. Um, but just you have to start with the opening of your life part. Um, how do I confess my sins to God? Mm. That's big. Um, because I don't know about you, but when I became a believer, there wasn't a whole lot of talk about discipleship. There wasn't a whole lot of talk about like, hey, here's how you pray. Here's how you you know read the Bible. Now my parents you know raised us in a Christian home. I heard them pray. I heard them read the Bible. Things like that. Uh, but it's it's vitally important for a new believer uh, to to walk with a seasoned believer, mm-hmm. right? To 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 understand what prayer looks like. Even the brokenness of somebody that that gets that gets mad or gets upset. How do you deal with getting mad? How do you deal with getting you know all kinds of things? So yeah, that's kind of
1: where I know it's oh that's good a roundabout um, way, but yeah just a few things that i would add to that is um ask good questions right yeah just ask them about their life hey what you got going on how was your day how was your week um and just be willing to listen to them um whatever is going on in their life you might ask how's your day and they might just start like spilling the beans about everything that's going on in your life uh learn how to be a good listener i like it Um, you don't have to like i don't know i feel like when people think discipleship, they think, hey, Pastor Ryan, I'm going to sit down with you and I'm going to spit out like advice and wisdom and you're going to sit there and you're going to listen to me. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, yeah. there's an aspect of you got to care about the person and be willing to to listen. Um, and then another thing is just uh, pray for them. Um, ask yeah. them, hey, yeah. how can I pray for you? Pray with them. Um, yeah. I know that's something that's just been super um, impactful for me is when somebody says hey brother how can i pray for you and i'm like well i got this i got that i got this and they're like awesome let's pray together yeah i yeah. think that's an <laughs> awesome place to start um as far as discipleship goes yeah i think there's
0: something just it's very personal when you bring a brother uh you know we're speaking in the context of of brothers because we're brothers right we're, we're men we're not, we're not ladies uh <laughs> now here's another aspect of that should men disciple women Mm, no <laughs> yeah say i would say no in a one-on-one context no it was, it's not going to work out That's not a good idea um, yeah it's just you know don't do that uh now when you open up your life to prayer uh, you're you're very vulnerable right when you when you say hey here's things that i struggle with things that you struggle with it's an accountability as well a part aspect of that discipleship but it's it's a, it's, a, it's a one-on-one you got something you've got the wheels turning i think yeah
1: i i heard Someone probably like some Instagram preacher or something this week. Say something along the lines So of,
0: this next segment for from Noah is not sponsored by anything. Go ahead, uh, what is it?
1: I don't know who it is. Um, but it was something along so along the lines of everyone needs a Paul and a Timothy have you ever heard that before? Yeah. Like somebody mm. needs everyone needs somebody that they are being poured into from yeah yeah you so someone it's, who's it's, discipling them everybody should be learning from somebody yeah.
0: and then also passing down what they're learning to somebody else right so that's it's this ongoing cycle of discipleship yeah but i like that like yeah.
1: find a an older more seasoned believer who can pour into you um and also find a younger less seasoned believer who you can pour into yeah that's, that's kind of you know part of yeah. what it means to be a church yeah
0: that's 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 uh that's very very good very good uh transition transition time here we go are you ready yeah transition time that's that's like every round button uh tom hey i saw a tweet on twitter did you
1: yeah i can't find wait you saw the tweet (laughs) on twitter i did wow Uh, somebody tweeted
0: um a picture now this is this is going to be controversial for some and we're not trying to be that way or i'm not trying to be that way uh but there were four um articles four magazines i guess like vanity Mm fair uh people time uh, did the different popular magazines uh and it had women of the year uh on their cover right it was the women of the year uh it's inter- it was international women's day uh a few weeks ago or a week ago and all four covers were of transgendered women mm. um and so here's what we're not going to get in we're not getting into the topic of is it right or wrong um from a, if you're listening to a local church podcast, you know where we stand on that Um, But think about from a woman's perspective, um, is a woman of the year, should it be a transgendered male, right? Uh, I'm going to say no. Okay. Just, 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 I mean, just look where we are as a society, as a Western culture. I mean, I'm going to
1: have to agree with you as well, but even from Pastor Ryan, I don't know if you know this or not. I'm personally would not call myself a feminist. Okay. But you, you. You are rooting
0: for the ladies, right? You root for, for uh, women, right? We all yeah, do. Yeah.
1: Absolutely. Um, I personally wouldn't call myself a feminist in the modern sense. Yeah. But imagine being a feminist. Yeah. Right? Even if you're like far left um, and you, you are all about the LGBTQ community, right? And you are a supporter. I feel like there, there has to be something inside of you that's saying, this isn't fair. <laughs> yeah, or, or
0: just like, hey, there what? Like for I mean, just think about just our 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 society, our culture, our oh country. Think yeah. about how far women's rights, just women's rights, right, have come from where it was, right? Yeah. Uh the right to vote. Um the the workplace uh has changed in, in a lot in many ways. And and there and yeah. there's a lot of good things that are happening, but when you start championing this movement of well the women of the year are now transgendered you're saying something very specific to the women who yeah. fought very hard for a lot of things they fought for so just, it seems backward to me
1: we, we live in a world that is so backwards that now men are not only dominating women's sports that's, uh, yeah, which that's, we have seen right um, but also men are dominating womanhood <laughs> just I, it's, I don't know.
0: It, 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 it's Romans one. We've talked about Romans one, Man, right? We're now affirming absolutely. and celebrating, but it's almost like a Pandora's box. When you go down this road of mm-hmm. like all inclusivity, right? You're not going to shut it. You're not going to go to close the box. And now we're seeing some of the results of this championing for transgenderism that the women of the year are now males who want to be females or who see themselves as females. We've gotten it backwards, right? Think about Genesis. Uh, male and female, God created them,
1: right? Um, yeah, and I feel like in our culture, the line between what it means to be a man and what it means to be a woman, that line's getting thinner and thinner until yeah. one day our society is going to have to ask ourselves, like, like, what's the point of men's <laughs> yeah, like and where women's are we? sports? Yeah. Yeah. What's the point of men's and women's restrooms? Do those things need to exist? Yeah. Do they need to, men and women, just do sports together? What happens then?
0: Yeah, I mean, I think, I think about my daughter, right? Wow. Um, Emma, she's 16. Hi, Emma. Hi, uh, Emma. But she is playing sports. Uh, she's doing things in her school. And I can, I, as a father, I mean, even just as a believer, if a male were to take you know interest or to, to become transgendered, to play a sport um, and just totally dominate, <laughs> um, i don't know how you i don't know how we see that as being equal it's still not equal it it when a male competes in a female sport it will never be equal right mm. now hear me out when i say this men and women are physically different yeah. biologically different absolutely um that's just how god created it um east he, or he, it, it us right he created us male and female we're just biologically different but that's but it's there's a complementarianism to that like we compliment one. That's another. a big word. Uh, we uh, to say we we compliment right, guys. Yeah. So the male and female they compliment one another. It's how God designed it, how God created it. The athlete at Penn State um, <laughs> who is totally dominating right now is a male yeah. who's who says I'm a transgender female. Yeah. Um, that's not good for women's sports. I mean, I don't know how I don't. There's no other way to look at that. Yeah. It's just it's just not good. I don't know why we've transitioned to this, but it's just not good. I mean, that's not a very good argument, but. The 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 from the Christian standpoint, right? If you're listening to this, we are Christians. We we belong to a local church. We believe in the Bible. Uh, God created male and female in His image, both with dignity, both with value, and they complement one another. And when we start to blur those lines, uh, we'll find ourselves in a weirdly weird spot. When you say that a transgender man is the woman of the year, just it's it's sad. Yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> we are going to transition. Uh, Everybody likes that part. It was a tough topic to talk about. We have to talk about it, though. Um, So, hey, but real quick, before we kind of wrap up with what we're doing here at a local church, uh, did you know that we're getting ever so closer to Together for the Gospel?
1: Oh, 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 praise the Lord.
0: His mercy is more. (laughs) Uh, So, if you're not familiar, Together uh, for the Gospel has been a very long-running conference uh, in Louisville, Kentucky, um, put on by Mark Dever, uh, Ligon Duncan, uh, several others. Um, lots of pastors come to hear other pastors preach and to teach on really big topics of the day, theological doctrinal, uh, ecclesiological, uh, but a lot of different topics, Ecclesiological. Um, but the, the one coming up, they have reached capacity. They've sold out. Really? Yeah. I didn't know that. Uh, they've sold out. So if you were planning on going, uh, you're not gonna be able to go. However, all the main sessions will be live streamed at t4g.org for free. Really, free, free. Think about that. I mean, it's <laughs> it's, it's it's gonna be free. Uh, 19 through 21 April. If you have not ever been to a Together for the Gospel or even seen it, I would highly, highly, highly advise Man. you to go on the website, watch it for free. Um, it's 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 a really good time of teaching. It's a good time of worship. Amen. A lot of their worship. uh, The one that we went to had uh, Sovereign Grace
1: CJ or not CJ. I don't know which one it was. The pastor Bob
0: Coughlin. Yeah, yeah. He was just him and a piano, and it was some of the most vibrant worship that I have heard. Just very simple, uh, very poignant, very theological. I mean, it was just. I'm just gonna have to throw
1: this out. Bob Coughlin has a uh, worship podcast with Sovereign Grace Church. Um, I think I believe it's called Sound Doctrine. The Sound Doctrine okay. podcast. Get it? Like it's it's sound, but it's also like music sound. Like you're, yeah. Anyways, yeah. it's a really, <laughs> really, really great resource if you are a worship pastor, or even if you're just passionate about music in the church. Yeah. Um, check that out. Uh, Sound Doctrine.
0: Yeah. Here, here's the speaker lineup. Are you ready?
1: Oh, hit me with it.
0: Uh, Mark Dever. Oh uh, right? yeah. We've been walking through his book. Sinclair Ferguson. Sinclair Ferguson. We talked about him a lot. David Platt, David Platt, former IMB president, right? Oh yeah, uh, huge. Uh, Alistair Begg, Alistair Begg, John Piper, HB Charles. Hey,
1: oh, I love HB,
0: my boy, Shia Lynn, Shia
1: Lynn, <laughs> uh,
0: Kevin DeYoung, and of course, Ligon Duncan. These names, people watch on YouTube, they listen to, yeah. they listen to their their resources, they read their books. I mean, all these people are going to be in the same place, same time to just worship I'm, and to teach. It's going to be amazing.
1: I'm looking forward to it. It To say the least is. And if you've never been to a T4G, they, I mean, you have, of course you have to pay to like go, but they have a uh, free books, right? Yeah, yeah. Man, I can't wait. For it's free it's going to be really good. But
0: it, again, if you didn't buy a ticket, if you, if you, if it's too late, it's too late now uh, they sold out, but you can watch it. T4G.org. Uh, watch their main sessions, the main teaching sessions for free going to be awesome it's it's going to be good good time and we are a local church podcast
1: yeah we are we
0: belong to a local church mount moriah baptist church we're in between anderson county shelby county spencer county mmbcky.org to find out more mm-hmm. but noah what do we do on wednesday nights we gather
1: <laughs> yeah we gather we have our midweek meal and meeting uh it's kind of what we've been calling it it's um, or it's just midweek at mmbc what i like to call it it's one of my
0: favorite things i mean just gathering together as a church right we mm-hmm. really emphasize the importance of gathering here at our local church uh we eat what mm-hmm. are we eating tonight i've heard some rumors i've
1: heard rumors um last week was soup we talked about that on the pod we did um this week i heard we're once again having uh chicken some green beans mashed potatoes oh my the, goodness the the, the official. it's the staple i think it's a staple oh it's, it's, absolutely it's officially
0: unofficial. Our official meal like, you know it's the when way i we'd... was
1: a kid we had certain staples here at the church because I, I grew up at mount mariah baptist church nice we had staples uh one of those staples we all looked forward to it wednesday nights they would have a day where all they had was crackers cheese and like meats like pepperoni nice. yeah, and yeah. Sa- sausage and stuff like that yeah sounds so simple but they would have a day it was just like Three different types of crackers, three different types of cheese, three different types of little meats. It was awesome. But now that I'm an adult,
0: you're like, you want some meat, man? You want some food? I want some
1: chicken tenders. (laughs) I want some mashed potatoes. I want some rolls.
0: So we meet together to eat, but we also split up into age appropriate groups
1: children's, students,
0: adults. So the children, they've been going through missions, activities, looking at what it means to share their faith, to serve others. Uh, The youth have been going through the book of Mark. What's tonight, brother?
1: Oh, brother, we are coming to an end real soon. Right now, uh, we are in Mark chapter 14, nice. which, oh, my goodness, Pastor Ryan, <laughs> it's like the longest chapter. It has to be the longest chapter <laughs> in Mark. So much happens. Um, Judas betrays Jesus. Uh, Peter denies Jesus. Uh, the Last Supper happens. Jesus prays uh, he's arrested. He appears before council. It, it's big. It is a big, big chapter. And we're going to be uh talking about all of it tonight.
0: And it's foundational, right? I mean, it's it's foundational to the Christian faith, yeah. uh, the things that happen. And
1: it's super fitting that we're talking through Passion Week. Yeah, we're getting, as we, we're getting uh, closer. We're getting, getting ever closer. closer to Easter.
0: Um, speaking of which, if you know how to build a wooden cross, <laughs> we need some help. Uh, oh, we yeah. We need some help building a wooden cross. Uh, so, in the adults, we have been going through how to study the Bible. Uh, last week, we looked at the canonicity of Bi- of the Bible, right? The, how did the Bible came to be? All the books were compiled. We watched an RC Sproul video, RC Sproul, which, if you're listening and you're a part of our local church, some of you did not like the video. I got a lot of lot of lot of lot of feedback on the video. Um, it <laughs> Just was, a
1: reminder uh, for the adults: <laughs> we do offer coffee. So, if you're listening to RC Sproul's deep, you know, soothing voice. You're yeah. tempted to fall asleep. There's always that option.
0: Yeah, we got coffee, uh, but tonight we're <laughs> looking at um, the inductive Bible study method. Ooh, I'm going to start with that. And we have two more weeks, and we're going to look at different other uh, ways that the people can study the Bible. Uh, the goal is we just want to get people to read the Bible, right from the from, from the Protestant Reformation that the Bible should be in the hands of the believers, mm-hmm. um, and they should just read it. God will inspire you. God will lead you. God will teach you through His Word um, what He wants you to know and to grow as a Christian. Um, And so it's it's good night. We have we have a lot of good uh, discussion, good questions, and it's time. Are you ready? I don't think you're ready.
1: Oh, I am so. It is time for
0: the end of our podcast. Um, And so, what's wrong with you, people? I know (laughs) RC Sproul wants to keep going, but it's the time that we kind of get ready for our church evening, and so we want to kind of end it up with words of wisdom. So Noah. Mm. who went first last time you went first last time i think i think you went went first last time i'm gonna go first this time okay Okay. yeah uh my words of wisdom would be get yourself a globe Mm. get yourself a globe i have a little globe you've made fun of this little globe um you're not watching this podcast you're listening to it but i do that
1: again in the mic
0: that's the globe (laughs) i have a little globe that I, I, i it's for decoration uh, but it's very detailed little globe. It's it's for my bookshelf yeah. um, that I've been forever painting. But it reminds me that there is much more than just Shelby County, mm. right? There's much more to life than just where I find myself. Um, all throughout scriptures, we see God tell His people to go and fill the earth, right? To mm. go and to take His image, His glory uh, to the ends of the earth. Jesus says, "Go and make disciples to the ends of the earth." If I'm not making disciples where I am, it's going to be really hard for me to make disciples uh, to the ends of the earth. And so it's really, um, it's a, it's just, it's a reminder to me that there, there's a lot more to do.
1: Pastor Ryan. Yep. You've been getting pretty deep in your words of wisdom lately, <laughs> and uh, I'm starting to feel kind of so bad so you should have went Ryan. first. <laughs> I definitely should. Right, what's, what's, what's your words Are of you wisdom? Ready? Yeah. This is if you know me, you know I wake up at 6:30 a.m. almost every morning. So this is not going to sound like me, but my words of wisdom today are sleep in, sleep in. Nice. Can I be honest? Yeah. Um, Monday, I didn't set an alarm, woke up at 10 a.m. That's so, uh, Wow. <laughs> On Monday. Today, I didn't set an alarm, woke up at 9.30 a.m. <laughs> I have been practicing sleeping in lately.
0: Well, they say sleep's really good for you. But too much sleep is not good for you.
1: Oh no, I'm not I mean, I'm not like I'm not just, you know, laying in bed all day, but sleep in every now and then. I like it. Don't do it every day, but (laughs) sleep in.
0: I like it. Do it. Hey, thanks for listening to this podcast. If you're listening, like, comment, share, subscribe, all the good stuff. Right? Love God. Love people. Make Make disciples. disciples. We should talk about your socks next time.